Shut up and sit down. What is going on, Dad? And welcome to episode 28 of the Dad's After Dark Show. Recorded on Sunday, January 17th, 2021. We are your host, Drew and John, and thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo and celebration. That's right, John. We are celebrating tonight. Why are we celebrating? Tell the fans. Today, well, by the time you're hearing this, it is our one-year anniversary of the Dads After Dark show. Woo! Woo! Hey! I mean, what a ride. What a roller coaster. It's It's been fun. It's been great. Yeah. Loving it. We um, haven't had some vicious breakup or anything like no fighting. No. No. Well, we're both pretty carefree guys, I'd have to yeah. say. Yeah. You know, but what, uh, what have you been up to? What's going on? Uh, I'm enjoying a little three-day weekend. Um, haven't had one of those in a while since, you know, besides the big two weeks. Um, the kids and I have been playing board games. Um, I think I mentioned awesome. last time we set up a little table down in the basement just mm-hmm. for our board games so that we can, like, stop and continue another time. You know, just a dedicated Smart. space. And, um, yeah, we played, um, we played uh, Ticket to Ride today. Mm-hmm. classic one and yesterday we played the new york city subway ticket to ride okay which was interesting because i thought it would just be like like you know how like monopoly does their brands and it's just monopoly yeah. with different names um it was totally different it was a um you've played ticket to ride right i have not everyone says oh. you should whoa okay i won't get into it it's this is not the 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 forum but <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you're making train tracks through the country. Yeah, and you yeah, I'm points. familiar with it. I've done a lot of research on it. So the New York's it's a really fun game and it's easy to play. So it's good with kids. Um, the New York City one is a much smaller map. And a lot of the pathways are just single. Like if once you lay down a track, you're you block other people. Whereas in the regular game, there is like multiple tracks. Gotcha. So anyways, we played the New York City one yesterday. It finished quick. Um <laughs> And then we played the regular one today, and I think we all agree the, the the original one is better. There's just more space. There's more opportunities for mm-hmm. getting around. So it's been fun. Um, it's fun. We want to play uh, possibly Catan tomorrow, and obviously uh, that's a little more complicated, but um, we've played through it once. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm still stuck playing like Don't Wait the Daddy and <laughs> Mousetrap. <laughs> And, you know, those types of games, which are whatever. It's fine. It's still it's, fun. You know, Mousetrap it's, is still fun. We still do. My kids love, like, Uno and stuff, which is so that's fine. So we we, yes. we um we have a lot of fun. But, John, I've, I've been um, I've been quarantined. And it's funny because I don't go anywhere. But the fact now that I can't go anywhere, it, it feels a odd. Because I'm the guy that always goes to the market. I go. I'm the one that always pits up the takeout food. I'm always that guy, and now I can't do that. So, really quick, it's funny. I I really go out for for three things. I I go out um, to go to go to the grocery store. I go to work, and then I go to like my other part time gig, which, as you know, I referee ice hockey. Um, so that's the only three times I really leave the house. Of course, one of those three times is when I got exposed. Um, I was doing a college hockey game, and one of the other officials found out they tested positive. Um, it's it, it's funny because we test twice a week for hockey, but it doesn't. I mean, we test 
a couple days before we actually, you know, referee because you have to get the results back. So he tested on a Monday. We 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 referee Tuesday. He does results back Wednesday. Um, so shitty situation, but you know it is what it is. How do you but, test? Do you test like just somewhere locally? No, we do um, mail in kits. So I have like, I have like hmm. eight kits sitting in my my dining room table, and yeah, we just uh, and every morning I just do the quick swab. I put hmm. everything back in the box. Wait, wait, whoa! So you self swab? I do. Wow! Is it like all the way up the nose, or is it like just? I don't know. I go halfway up and I wiggle it around a little bit and do the other side and put it in a tube. Call Holy it a day. Crap. That's like I, my nightmare. But we actually, my wife and I got tested today at the state sites. We uh, we both went over there in the car and um, hmm. got tested just to they be safe. They tested you right so. in the car. They did. Yep. Oh, man. All right. That's, I it, Literally, I'd rather have COVID than get tested mm. for COVID. Ah, But I have two questions regarding Nintendo. Before we get started, I'll make them quick. First one. I... Uh, I have my monthly mayhem's winning pat on my bat for dominating Age of Calamity. <laughs> I also bought uh, somebody shared on our Discord channel about uh, the seventy dollar eShop card at Walmart that was only fifty dollars. So I bought one. So I had okay. the seventy dollars plus the fifteen and eighty five dollars eShop credit. I tried to pre order um, Mario three D um, Bowser's Fury, and it it doesn't let you use eShop credit for pre orders. Is that true? No, uh, shouldn't be. I it wouldn't let me. It had it would only. Usually, you have the option, right? You know, yeah. add funds or whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't it only would take my credit card? Interesting. So, oh. so I didn't do it. I'm gonna wait. Uh, okay. Other question I have about hmm. you, my Nintendo. Right back in the day during the Wii era, I was a huge fan. I was so excited. I would buy my game. You know, hard copy. I open it up. You get the little, you know, sixteen-digit character. You go onto the website. You put it in, right? Mm-hmm. You get coins. You get used to get a, you know, I used to, I got a Mario hat. I got cool little statues. Awesome merchandise. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've kind of not been doing anything. Mm-hmm. What What is going on in the My Nintendo world? I'm confused. Am I missing out when I buy a game, whether it's digitally or hard copy? Do I have to do something for for you what? Know, I don't know, redeem the credit uh, or points or... So, yeah, so they did... When they did 3D All-Stars, they started this mission thing, and you had to do a certain number of missions, and then you had to buy the game to get that pin set. Yeah. Um, the the thing that's tricky about it is you, you can do all these missions generally weeks before the game comes out. Okay. And then if you pre-order the game, then you've done that too. But if you wait for the physical... You have to, you know, when you get a physical copy, you go into the options and you go to the Nintendo rewards and you claim your Nintendo rewards no, for see, the game. That's, that's what, I, that's what oh. I don't do that. Oh, you don't do that? No. What do oh. I missing? Well, you have a project to do later. How many physical games do you have? You don't have every you Nintendo Pulse game. I have physical. Oh, my God, Drew. So what you do is you put the game into your Switch. Yeah. And then, you know, when you hit you ever hit the plus button when you have the game selected. OK, so if you oh. <laughs> no, I if you only could have seen his face, everybody, um, <laughs> if you select the game cursor yeah. over to the game yeah, and press the plus button, yep. uh, an option screen comes up. One of those options is do a software update like now. Sometimes when it doesn't happen automatically, okay. you can initiate one immediately. 
on the bottom on the bottom it says nintendo switch rewards click it and it'll give you gold coins for the game so if you take all your games tonight when you're done grab all your physical games put them in hit the options you're gonna get a bunch of eShop credit you didn't even know you had this is fabulous. It this is, is fabulous. What I'm talking about this is what I didn't understand. Now I get when you buy digital, you get the coins automatically. Yes. Yeah. See, I've been it's the same out. thing. God, you don't it. get as much eShop credit when you go physically, but it's still eShop credit. Um, Hell, and so you have say. to do that to get credit for it on the missions. But the problem is you can't do that until the game comes out, and then usually by then uh, the pins are sold out. So it's very frustrating. Um, I don't I really give a shit about the pins, but I, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can get a bunch. You can probably get enough to buy a five dollar game by the time you're so, done tonight. So there's there's no other really hot. Like, what about when I've seen like Xenoblade had like the keychain and stuff like that? Hmm? How do you get those? Are those missions too? No, they're not missions. Those are usually you spend platinum coins for those. But that's a whole nother situation. How do I get platinum coins? Yeah, and they, when they put them up. It, they go really fast because everyone's starved for the physical rewards. So somebody yep. will usually say, oh, physical rewards are up. And then five minutes later, they're all gone. But how do you uh, get platinum coins? Platinum coins generally are doing things in a game. If you play like uh, some of the Nintendo mobile games, you can really rake them up. Animal uh, Crossing, Fire Emblem uh, Heroes. Um, you can really right. rake them up pretty quickly. Gotcha. I've spent enough time. I've learned a lot. What kind of... <laughs> Disney, uh, whatever the hell this is, the Tendo podcast host, am I? Um, wow, great. I, I got some work to do, John. <laughs> uh, well, what about you? Anything else you want to talk about a little bit? What have you been playing? Yeah, I think let's get right into it. Sure. All right, Drew, what have we been playing? A couple of games we talked about last episode um, we have finished or are very close to finishing. And I just wanted to follow up on those. And especially mm. because you and I both played these games. So I want to well, hear. I like that we're talking about I, the same game. Let's I, do it again. I, thank you. Because this reminds me of a beef I have with you. Um, by the way, excellent episode last week. Really enjoyed listening to it. However, on your worst games of the year, John, you mentioned a game that... Made me want to drive off the side of the road when I was listening. <laughs> Dicey Dungeons is not a worst top five game. All you people out there that listen to that, disregard John's talk about that game. <laughs> it is a fabulous game. And I don't understand. Just because John couldn't beat it without... We'll get to that. He couldn't beat it uh, fairly. Oh, I can beat it, Drew. Well, and I beat it quite fairly. Let me just say... It was my, what was it, my fifth worst game, I think, of the year? Yes. And yeah. I qualified it by saying it's not really a bad game. It's just I am very picky about the games I choose to play. I don't I don't just try shit out. Like, I will, you know, watch reviews, and, and, I, and I'm very careful. Yeah, but you Although, I will games. say, when I was finished with it, I said, you know what? I did a few reviews for the Nintendo Dads this year, and some of those games were really shitty. And probably would have put Dicey Dungeons off the list, to be fair. But I didn't want to talk about those games because I really didn't get far in those games. All of the games that I put in my worst games yeah. list, I, like, finished. Um, so, yeah. But Dicey Dungeons is still an excellent game. So let's talk about that. Sure. Um, soon after our last episode, um, we finished Dicey Dungeons. Did I will point out, I finished before you. I finished more quickly than you, Drew. It just took you a while 
just it just took a while and you just your your mind was in the wrong place and it just you, you know i was told that the, the women liked stamina in the bed john and <laughs> as well as my video games that's just to make you feel better drew so <laughs> so what do you think now that we finished the game um, i loved what it did you think of dicey dungeons i loved it i yeah. see video game design i think doesn't bother me as much as someone like you and i don't mean that in a negative way but um I, nope. I play games based on what the developer did. I trust that a developer put all of their thought and, and, and different scenarios into the game. That's maybe shame on me and giving the developer too much trust, but I trust that they did this. And you know, Now, don't get me wrong. There was, there was things that you've already talked about in the last week's episode about things that were annoying, such as the Pelican and stuff like that. But overall, I really enjoyed this game. I loved the short levels episodes rather that you could play in 30 to 45 minutes. And it was just, it made me want to come back and come back. I think what also helped me was, is um, as well as you, and there was about two other of our, our um, listeners on discord who were playing this, we kept posting pictures like, Oh, we got five more levels, four more levels, three more levels. So it was a little bit of competition going on. It was a lot of fun there, which I think encouraged me as well. But, um, this was just a great game. I, I really enjoyed all of it. I thought it was a great diversity, too, with the different characters and changed up the play style. Yeah, there were there were several nights where I was up till one in the morning, probably more because I was trying to, like, get to the end quicker than somebody yeah, else. Exactly. Yep. Um, I and I and I really did enjoy the game. I'm kind of stuck between it because if, you know, the first character in the game is uh, the warrior. And yep. to me, the warrior is the purest way to play the game, right? There's no, nothing fancy, and he can re-roll a die three times. Yeah, yeah. And But then, like, later on when you have the witch and the robot, it they just, they very quickly got into this super randomization stuff. And I was so tired of dying early on in a run when you had no chance. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was just... So much of it was so random and it really kind of ruined it for me where I felt like it was there was definitely still a lot of skill in figuring out how you should do your moves, mm-hmm. but you know, just too random. And sometimes you just had no chance. So I in the end, I really did enjoy it. I really fuck the stupid wheel. You have to watch the stupid. Ah, wheel. I love that. Single pass. And does do they, do they ever let you spin it and have it win? Not. No. Never happens. It's so that's stupid. true. They, they should have. I agree with that. But they can win. You know, maybe maybe it rolls and it's about to hit the black, and then you like kick it, and then it moves over and you win. And they're like, "What?" Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, no. Overall, I did have fun, but I had a, a huge number of complaints that I went over in the. You know what it was? I think we went in it with low expectations. It was a last minute game for a lot of us. Yep. And um, it was just something I didn't plan on playing, and it it was it was great. You know, I planned on playing. Super Meat Boy during this time, and then um, I, I hated that, and I needed a quick game before Phoenix Rising, and I just just took it over. So they did patch Super Meat Boy forever, not to get into a tangent, but you might want to jump back into that one. Oh. Um, I think they fixed up some of those bad runs, so you might you oh. might give that a try. I, I'm thinking about going back into. Oh, Anywho, uh, both of us both of us spent 45 hours in Dicey Dungeons, which I thought was cute. Um, <laughs> took us the same amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the other one, Immortals Phoenix Rising, we both also played extensively um, over yes. the last couple of weeks. And um, I was able to finish it up, um, finished it up at about the 30 hour mark. Which is uh, crazy because I think I'm at least at 35 hours or more. Correct. And you did a lot more side stuff than I did. 
It um, did. I have almost like, every weapon unlocked, all my armor, skins unlocked. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, uh, what do you think of it? I mean, obviously, you're able to do all the side quests. Don't you so, feel like it's the same thing over well, and over and over? Here's my thing with the game. Um, you know, someone asked me in Discord t- today, I think, or yesterday, what is it worth picking up? My thing with the game is um, I'm not in love with it, and I definitely don't hate it. It's super fun, and it's a game that I'm glad I played, and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look back at it, but that game was the best game ever. But I'm, I'm, and really, it's 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 a fun game. Now, the stuff I don't like are the rifts, and the rifts are those the, the little red volcano things that you jump in, right? Mm-hmm. Those are just so boring to me, mm-hmm. right? It's just every time I jump in one, I say please let this be a combat riff because it's straight to the point. It's simple and it's about five to eight minutes and then I'm done. Um, but the exploring part, I don't, I, I think what I like doing, John is I look for a lot of like the chess and the combat chess. And I, and I do a lot of the chess. I find myself, you get to some certain ones and it's like, <laughs> that gets to later on question. That just, just, that's a little uh, preview for later, which certain ones, <laughs> but um yeah I, I i like doing those and i think it's like a little bit of reward it's like you know you you know you do this you did a little reward and, and and a lot of those rewards are a new skin or a new weapon or you know the other day i got a, I'm a i use the ats all the time and i actually got a hammer which i thought was awesome this is so I much cool that i use a hammer um so uh but those are the that that's what i enjoy doing with a lot of the sidetrack and like today i you know so today i'm gonna go look at this area and I'll put, you know, eight pins on those eight things. And then I go do all eight things. And then maybe I'll go back to the place and upgrade. And then I'll go set eight more pins. So, yeah, um, it's fun for me. It's, it's, um, it's enjoyable. Like... It's, 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 you know what it is? The game feels rewarding in a way with between the combat and the reward system and the exploration system. I feel like you, you, you get a, you get a lot of rewards and they're, they're coming constantly at you. So it's not a, a big buildup with a small reward. I, I agree in some ways. Um, I would have some fun. Like sometimes if I was going to play like for like a 30 minutes and I, I go, I'm just going to do side quests and try to like level myself up in some way. Um, my only problem is, you know, when you're standing in front of a rift Ugh. and you're like, I don't really want to go in here. I don't. Yep. And then you go through and you get through the whole thing and you come out and it doesn't collapse because it means you didn't get like a treasure chest and in there it turns or like yellow or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, I have to go back in there and do it again to find the stupid here's, chest. I hate that. But here's um, my problem with the rift, John, is that the whole point of these rifts and they're scattered. Like to me, that's supposed to be an integral part of the, of the game. All mm-hmm. it does is upgrade your stamina, which means you can run longer and you can fly further, which is great. Sure. But I could, I could just put on, you know, some armor and get like plus four stamina bars. Rather than doing a hunt down twenty five lightning, is there bolts. really is there armor that's plus four? Uh there's two, but I think you can parlay them with like your helmet. So if you I do, never, like, found, armor I never set... found it. So oh yeah, there's plus two stamina. So if you put your armor plus two and your headset plus two, yeah. I just got plus four. You do they have stamina and health? I had a plus one, and oh, I, no, I largely used it. Um, but yeah, like I mean, you're right, and you have to do sometimes like six or seven or eight of those riffs just For to get one, one stamina bar. bar. Yeah, it's, it's it's way too much. Um, they take too long. Some of them take really long amount of time. I like the ambrosia because even though you need again like six or seven or eight to mm. give yourself another health bar, 
you can find you. All you got to do is like fly to them, pick it up and you're done. And it's yeah, quicker. Agreed. Um, and then I like the battle chests where it's like you just fight some guys and exactly. you get yeah, a chest. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And the, the puzzle, like you said, I think the puzzles that are on the overworld are usually more fun than the riffs. Um, I kind of like the slide shorter. puzzles, too. I hate the slide puzzles. I like the slide Why puzzles. does every game have a slide puzzle? It's a four-piece slide puzzle. If you I can't know, figure it out. A slide puzzle is a physical game. It's like, stop putting it in the video games. We can do so much more in a video game. Stop with the slide puzzles. Would you prefer the constellation puzzles? For those blow. Which ones are the constellation You're going to go find like four or five pearls and put them on the grid to match. Oh, yeah. That takes like an so hour. Time. I know, yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, having finished the game, um, I agree with you. It's a fun game. Um, I really enjoyed it on the Series X. I, I don't know if I could have played this game on the Switch because I did a lot of fast travel, and I just can't imagine waiting like 20, 30 seconds to fast it's travel fun. somewhere. There's times that I would not fast travel because I felt like I could go there faster on my horse. <laughs> exactly. Um, but really um, quick, I will say, I just mm-hmm. unlocked. I don't know if you ever got to it because it's kind of deeper in the skill set. Uh, of the steel trees, I can push a button and I automatically create a stone statue of myself and Ooh. then you use it as a weight. So it's like you don't oh. have to go oh. get an oh. extra block or f- you can yes. make a weight. Oh, that would be pretty so awesome. Nice. Yeah, oh, it's pretty cool. I've thought about once I finished the game, I did not jump back in. Um, I've thought about doing it, but I feel like I feel like it's a um, what did I play? Witcher 3 thing where I can go and finish everything that I see, but there's going to be a bunch of things I didn't see, and I'll either have to like look up everything or look at a map. Yeah. And so I might come back to this if I run out of things to do, but I wasn't immediately like I didn't find that the armor and stuff had. It didn't really matter what I wore. Um. So I didn't have any motivation to find all the armor sets. Um. You know, and like I said, the game doesn't have a lot of soul to it. I said that in my 30 second review. Oh, the story is terrible. The story is the story should be a lot more fun. The story is super awful. And there's no like tender moment in this game. There's no no emotional moment. It's so stale, Uh, Um, but it's a fun game to go through on a map and, you know, try to level up everything and whatever. It's just it's not going to stick with you. Um, I will admit. I, I don't know if it's a replayable game either. No way. And I will admit, and I'm not one to ever do this. But I skip every cutscene. I don't even care what's happening in the story. It, it has zero, you know, impact on me. I, no, yeah. I, I literally jam B or I hold the skip. I'm just not excited for it. So yeah, if I had to but. play it again, I would probably choose a male character just to hear a different dialogue. Yeah. Um. But oh, I of again, course, with like, the female, you have to. Yeah, I'd probably just continue. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, it was a good game. But Phoenix uh, Rising Immortals. Uh, recommend playing it that's all i'll say it's not gonna be the best game you play but you should play it exactly. what else have you been playing john anything else really quick or? uh yeah i i a couple games and we're gonna only really focus on like one game uh, per week to cut this down but um i started playing life is strange again uh yesterday on series x this was a game again where i didn't realize it was on xbox i thought it was a playstation 4 exclusive and my uh, brother-in-law was just goofing around looking at the um the uh, Microsoft, uh, the Xbox shop. I don't know why he was doing this. He just was when we, he, you know, we we did a little post uh, Christmas thing, and I saw it. I was like, "Wait, that's Life is Strange." I didn't know it was on Xbox, so I was all excited, and it was on sale for four dollars. 
So, yeah, when I gave my son my PlayStation 4, this was one of the games I lamented not being able to play. And here you go. So I decided um, the medium comes out on the 28th. And I was like, let me see if I can get this done quickly. It's there's five episodes and they're generally about two to three hours each. Um, So for this three day weekend, I'm trying to do one episode per day and then the rest should be easy. Um, I played episode one on the PS4 and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I had to start it all over again on the Series X because I didn't have my save file. And, um, you know, the first episode was super easy. I knew where everything was. It's like, oh, no, I need to find this item. And you're like, Bloink! right here. I know where it is. Got it. Um, and then today I got to enjoy episode two. So, um, yeah, um, really great. I This is a game I can definitely see myself playing through again and again. A great, I think, a great game to play when you're feeling sad. Um, it's just a very chill game, and um, there's so many decisions that you can make, and then you can play it again and just make different decisions and just see how that affects the storyline. Um, and since the game is only about 12 to 15 hours, it is a game you can play again, and it's not too big of a, a thing. So, um, yeah, really enjoying playing that. Um, so awesome. And then I also played Stardew. I'm playing Stardew Valley again. Um, this is like the fifth time I've started a new save file. Lord. I always end up stopping in these games, Drew. I, I can't do life simulation games for a long period of time. <sighs> nope. um, but I did um, make it to summer for the second time. So I'm optimistic. Um, I am play acting as Bayonetta. So this is this is taking place after the events of Bayonetta 2 and before the events of Bayonetta 3. I look like Bayonetta. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of doing everything in this game. In a in a perfect world, I'll play Stardew Valley again and focus on mining or fishing or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but right now, I'm just trying to do everything and learn. I'm still really bad with the mechanics. So, yeah, that's what I played. Lovely. Um, great. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to get Sadie going here? Let's go into the top 10. Number 10. Drew, we finally got a launch date for the new Pokemon Snap. What is it? April 30th? Around there. 30th. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is the the new version of the game. Um, I guess it was on N64. Huge cult favorite. People always talk about Pokemon they Snap. Do. And now here it is on Switch. It's not it's not a remake or anything, right? It's it's a new game. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you think of it? Uh, so again, I'm, you know me. I'm not really a Pokemon type guy, which is weird because I feel like my kids would would actually would love it. Uh I didn't really play the first one. I did watch the trailers for this one. So so refresh me. I'm trying to understand. Now, it reminds me almost like a Jurassic Park type thing. Like, a, you know, Jurassic World when you're in that little ball and you're just kind of going around looking. So you're looking at the screen. Can, can you move the screen? Is it is it motion control? Is it joystick control? What are yeah, you I doing? Think it's an on rails sort of thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. If, I don't know how much information we know about this one. I think the original one was more of like an on rails thing and you can move around. You can turn around in different directions. There's Pokemon all around you. So 360 moving yeah. around. Now, yeah. it looked like in the trailer, too, you could kind of throw fruit or do stuff to maybe lure mm-hmm. new Pokemon in and interact with them. I, you know, so I'm sure that will be a way to get rare Pokemon to show up. Maybe you need certain items and stuff like that. But yeah, um, I mean. My kids run around the house all the time with like our old cell phones, taking pictures of nothing. So I'm <laughs> I'm torn of maybe getting this game for them. I think they would really like it. I, yeah, I think they I th- would. I think so too. 
it reminds me too if when you play Pokemon, if you play Pokemon to try to catch them all, um, it makes the game a lot more engaging because it's not just you go through the game, you beat the game, and you don't really care who you get. Mm. Um, but like when you're trying to catch those last. 50 Pokemon and you have to look at your Pokedex and it'll tell you this person comes out when it's raining in this area or whatever. And then you kind of plot your day. Um, This one's going to be probably very similar. You know, if you want to get a picture of this Pokemon doing this, you have to throw this fruit and you got to, you know, so um, I think for kids, it'll be enjoyable. Um, Like I said, I, yeah, I'm not sure if this is a game for me, but I could see myself if I've got nothing else to do, just giving it a go. Why not? Yeah. Who knows? It'll be a monthly mayhem game. Maybe see what's Amy going on. We'll steal your switch and try to catch them all. I don't think this, this would would be the game that pulls Amy back in. But okay, never know. <laughs> Tell her Harry Potter's in there. Number nine, folks. It is time. Monthly mayhem is upon us. It's been two weeks <laughs> since we've wrapped up. Who who won last month? Could we? I, I'm drawing a blank, John. Who won the Age of Calamity Monthly Mayhem? Do you uh, I believe it was Andrew Richard Luigi Defusco. Uh, nope, nope. Those are not any of them. Nope. Yes, but <laughs> I did win. I did win Monthly Mayhem. Congratulations, Pat, myself in the back. But folks, we're doing something this month um, different. This isn't even Monthly Mayhem. This is Weekly Mayhem because we are shortening the... Um, span of this one i'm not going to say why if you're smart enough you'll probably figure it out but i'm not saying yes or no to anything uh this starts today um actually it started yesterday from the time you're listening to this and this is going to be short two weeks it's going to end january 31st um as always the winner would get 15 runner up would get 10 or a random lotto and the game for this weekly two weekly weekly two weeks mayhem will be Donkey Kong. That's right, folks. The classic Donkey Kong that is available on the Nintendo Online Shop for free if you're a subscriber, whatever the hell you call it nowadays. Um, simple. Play the game. Record your score. It's that simple. John, is cheating allowed? Cheating is allowed. Of so, course it's allowed, because tra- why the hell not? <laughs> yeah, this is this is NES Donkey Kong, so it's not like the arcade Donkey Kong. Um, you don't have to compete with, uh, you know, Weeby or Billy Mitchell or anything, but you can use save states all you want. And the reason why we allow it is because there's no way to prevent it. Mm. And nobody wants to lose and say, ah, you know, that dude beat me because he cheated or whatever. So cheating is allowed. And I think in this case, Drew, it makes it more fun. See how yeah. high the crazy insane score you can get by using safe states if you want to you don't have to yeah give us your best score but you know see maybe you want to try to get insane with it so i feel like jesse is the one to beat he's gonna be um (laughs) i feel like he's gonna put up a good score here but yeah this is super simple guys play donkey Kong for two weeks as john said cheat all you'd like just submit a high score uh there'll be a graphic out in the discord channel to remind you on that um and here how it works the highest score gets fifteen dollars Everybody else is going to be eligible for that $10 lottery um, prize. Now, the way it's going to work is we don't know how many people we're going to get yet. So let's just say 10 people. Uh, let's say 11 people signed up. The, you know, the 11th person wins the $15. The other 10 will then be ranked from their scores from lowest to highest. The lowest person will get one ball and the top one will get 10 balls. So pretty simple. And then it will just fill it in between. So however many people we get. We'll just rank them, and you'll get that ball. So, obviously, second place 
has a really good chance of winning. You might have 10 versus one person. So um, monthly mayhem votes ends January 31st. Noon right? Eastern. Noon time. Eastern time. Make sure you get those pictures in. Um, and uh, Donkey Kong right on the Nintendo online shop. Number eight. New Super Nintendo World is uh, upon us. Um, unfortunately, there is some uh, sad news. It was supposedly opening in Japan on February 4th, and currently uh, it got delayed. The opening is delayed. Now, the reason for this is because um, Japan is is also in a pandemic just like us. They're, I, I don't they're in their third phase or whatever the hell they call it over there. But essentially what's happening is if they were to open on February 4th, according to the Japan laws, they would only be allowed to have 5,000 people in the park. Um, wow. And they just they just didn't want to do that. I don't know if it was maybe it's it's not, you know, cost effective to be open for that and have all their staff and run it all up. Or they just want to make it more of a grand gesture and, and want more people in the park. Uh, so I, there's no date. I, I, I believe those laws are, are getting reduced like eight, ten days after February 4th. So we'll expect some type of announcement shortly after that. I don't think this is going to be delayed months. If anything, it might just be delayed a couple weeks if, if everything goes uh, as planned. Hmm. But, John, they did put out a tweet the other day of new merchandise, right? What's your take on some of these these items? Uh, you know, I wasn't really impressed with the initial set. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I wasn't impressed, but for some reason there was not, except for that little walkie Mario guy, which I thought was, oh yeah, everybody, everybody's going to want that one. Mm-hmm. But besides that, nothing else was really impressive, but this second set of things, definitely a lot cooler. I'm really excited. I posted this in the dads after dark channel. Um, yeah. my favorite thing is probably that coffee mug. Um, it looks like it's a stack of like three Mario Kart tires. There's little Mario yeah. Kart stickers on it. And they are sort of asymmetrical. They're kind of, they're not perfectly stacked. Yeah. They're kind of shifted a little bit. And then there's the handle. So it, it just, I don't know. I really like that look. It's a very non-traditional looking mug. I'm excited for that one. What, what right. did you like? I mean, I'm a sucker. They have this. As you know, in most amusement parks, they always have the silly hats or, or some type mm. of thing. They have this Bowser hat. Um More of a face. And I think what it looks like <laughs> is almost where the mouth of the face is is where your head would be. So it's just... I your mean, whole I'd be, face, right? It, that thing looks, yeah. I think it's huge, right? That thing is big. That's the way I am picture that sucker. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just want to wear that thing around the park. Um, they also have some cool stuff where they have uh, some clickable pens, right? They have like the Fire Flower, Blue Shell, Star, Green Shell, and like a little banana. Those are just cool like, novelty things to put in like your drawer, you know, so you can, um, whatever reason. And then I gotta, I gotta mention, John. You know how I am with a Nintendo plushie fan. Mm. They have the Toad dressed up as the chef, and uh, he looks pretty cool there. Mm. That yeah. hat's not bad too. They have like the the trucker hat that has all the Mario Kart stuff on there. Uh, yeah, it's probably kind of cheap me. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Me, but yeah, I yeah, I like the pens too. I could see myself yeah. getting that pen set and using them just on my desk. They look very yeah. decorative. There's a Same. blue shell, a green shell, a star, a flower, and a banana. Yep. Um, so that looks pretty cool, too. Number seven. Bowser's Fury. So this past week, uh, Nintendo, about a day in advance, said they were going to uh, post like a two-minute little trailer 
of uh, Super Mario 3 World Bowser's Fury. And we got that, and it was pretty cool, and we were able to get a little bit more information about the uh, Bowser's Fury. And it was funny, the next day, without any announcement, they posted a seven-minute, you know, explanational trailer of it, um, which was even cooler. So we learned a lot about Bowser's Fury. We learned that it's completely separate from Mario 3D World. We learned that you can play it right from the beginning. You don't have to beat Mario 3D World. Um, which is kind of expected nowadays. We on these ports, they 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 don't try to make you do everything to unlock stuff because they know you might have already done that on the Wii U. Um, and yeah, it looks like it could be a fun little game. I don't really have a sense through of how long it will be. Um, some people seem to think it's like a whole separate game, but I don't think it's a very long thing. I think it's maybe like four or five hours, something mm-hmm. small. Um, but yeah, it looks totally cool, and um, I'm definitely. I was probably going to buy Mario 3D World anyway. I 100%ed it on Wii U, but I can really see myself. I'll probably just jump into Bowser's Fury right away and play through that. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, I might go through 3D World. But what did you think? I I mean, I loved it. What did you think? I don't know. <gasps> oh, I I'm mean, surprised. 100% getting this game. And, and like you said, I'll probably I, I, I don't remember if I 100%ed it. On Wii U. I mean, I definitely beat it. Um, I'm torn on the on the. It's just it's it's there from the get go. I mean, I get it because it's trying to charge more people to go spend the the full sixty dollars on it. But um, I, I guess maybe maybe I don't fully understand what exactly it is. You know what I'm saying? I I still don't think we really understand it, and I think that's my my trouble and problem with it is what actually is it. Um, so I don't, I just, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I saw too little of it, I guess. And not that I need to see more. I don't want to be completely spoiled, but I'm getting it regardless of it. But I guess I didn't really know what to expect either. So I didn't really have any expectations. So my expectations aren't good or bad. It's just, it, hmm. it is what it is. I don't know. You know? Okay. No, I mean, that's fair. We don't know a lot about it. I'm actually excited that we don't know everything about it. I don't want to know everything about it. I'm definitely going to play it. So, um, you know, you gave me a little bit of taste of what it is, but, you know, stop. That's good. Um, Mm. It may dissuade me from getting to 3D World only because I don't need to play through it. Um, But that's okay. They just want to sell the game. They don't care what I play. (laughs) So and I tell you, Super Mario 3D World might be one of my favorite. I can't remember where we ranked it. But for me, I think it might be one of my favorite 3D games. It might be the yeah, favorite 3D it's, game. It's good. So this I just, is one that know. I'm excited for because um, I'm going to be able to play this, you know, after work, on the weekend, on the big TV, because my kids will love watching me play this. And I'll be able to play with the wife as well. Right. So this should be like, I could, I could play this, whereas now it's, you know, I play Phoenix and I'm sitting on the couch and it's on the handheld. And this will be able to just go back to like the Animal Crossing days where I could play on the TV and the kids trying to get into it. So right. for that, I'm super excited. I'm excited. Number six. All right. This next one here goes out to Chris HL94. And this is sports talk, guys. Uh, we wanted to introduce a little bit of sports into this dad conversation. And um, <laughs> John, the topic this week. Ice hockey versus Blades of Steel. Oh, <laughs> my childhood right there. Yeah, you know, same. They're so different. And um, 
so unique. So here's my thing. I'm going to start off by saying Blades of Steel, in my eyes, has so much more depth, let's say, mm. right? Because from a hockey game point of view, I feel like it's solid. It has the fighting scenes, right? It has the, you could play like Asteroid and Space Invaders or whatever the hell games they were on the scoreboard between periods. It has like the, you know, I feel like it's it's a more well-rounded complete hockey game and it's based more on the nhl if i remember correctly right uh well, sure yeah it, it tries to be more realistic correct yeah now ice hockey on the other hand is more of the arcade-ish type and it's to me it's it's a hockey game let me be wrong you have to control the goalies it's just it's a little bit more I mean, we had the competition. We were throwing 33 goals in a period. It's just, it's not, um, it's not, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking yeah. for a fun time with a buddy, like ice hockey might be the one. If mm-hmm. you're looking for more of like, I want to play like, a, you know, and then again, this was back then, like a realistic hockey game, you're going with mm-hmm. Blades of Steel. That's that's my take on those two. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, they're both great. You don't have to pick. Yeah one or the other and a lot of people had both um which is funny because the nhl is not i mean it's probably the least popular of the big four sports um not for you i mean it's your most Mm. popular but um yeah the thing about blades of steel is like the players didn't have any personality they all look the same um it was a more realistic game and i remember when you're skating you're just constantly running into other guys yeah um but it was fun and it had a lot of that digital you know when the game comes up it's like Ching, blades yep. of steel it's just wild at the time um but for me ice hockey is the game that would make me pee my pants more like if that <laughs> yeah, matters no, you're not wrong i mean i was laughing when i was playing by myself during our ice hockey competition because it's just so quick right it's like yeah it's like face off shoot score <laughs> it's like it's already I over know. and the thing that i will say about ice hockey is it's so endlessly replayable because you can pick your characters. You know, you got fat guy, regular guy, correct, like, like tiny guy. And so I would have fun, like, you know, maybe I'm going to pick the four fat guys, right? And just, like, pound everybody. Or I'll pick the four skinny guys and just fly around. Yeah. Um, and then I remember playing my brother. And you're kind of watching who he's picking. And you're like, oh, he's picking. Uh, he has a couple light guys. So I'm gonna get a couple heavy guys. And then he sees oh, you pick heavy guys, yeah. so he makes his guys a little bigger. And then you adjust back and forth. I found that um, really fun and really quick. Drew, I was gonna mention this, and I totally forgot. I'm glad we we're talking about this. Did you know the Famicom version of Ice Hockey is um, the Japanese like Nintendo is a yep, disc yep. system game, okay. and it has the fat guy, the regular guy, and the light guy on the cover. No. It's so, I'll look, look it up again. Up. I'll send it to you. It is hilarious. I want it so bad. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. You don't. You definitely don't want to or don't have to pick one. But, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and Ice Hockey is, to me, brings about the memories of what, you know, young American kid did not load up that game and say, I'm going to be Team USA. And I'm playing Team Russia. Like right. it was just a thing that you had to do. Um, so that to me was was iconic in a way. But yeah. Oh, it's it, and it's you know it's one of the original black box games. Um, they're both so good. I'd have to say over the years though, I've played ice hockey a lot more. 
Um, it might be just because it's more available. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a, they're both so good. And it, you know, it really makes me want to go back and play, um, some blades of steel. Cause I, I it's really been a long time since I played blades. And of it's steel. not as easy to get access to it. Right. Um, but I yeah. agree. I think I was the opposite. I played a lot more Blades of Steel when I was younger, and mm-hmm. I think as I, I got older, I actually played more ice hockey in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know what it does? Blades, I hate to say this, I don't think Blades of Steel holds up as well. I think I, oh. ice hockey can because of the type of game it is. Blades of Steel had a really good fight system. Like, ice hockey was, you just smash the buttons really fast. Blades of Steel was like kind of this strategic fighting game, which was hilarious. Yeah. Because the NHL, you know, they've always kind of been they've they know fighting is popular, but it's not like part of the sport. And to see a game just do this realistic strategic fighting. Um, oh, yeah. It was hilarious. awesome. Off the you do the long jab punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and then and then now, the loser, the loser goes into the penalty that's box. Right. That was the game where game. if you win, you don't get a penalty. <laughs> incredible it's incredible but if there's now strategy in getting into fights if you're good at it yeah if you're a good (laughs) fighter you can stay at the penalty box it's hilarious oh Oh my god yeah number five drew is it cheating to kill a game and restart it as an exploit i asked this question because of Dicey Dungeons. We talked about this. That you can cheat in Dicey Dungeons. So so here's the story again. I was playing Dicey Dungeons. I got super frustrated. I died at the boss. And I just hit the home button. And closed the game. It was a rage quit. Okay, I was so pissed off. I said I'm done with this game. And then a few hours later. Of course I wasn't done with the game. So I load the game back up. And lo and behold. I'm sitting there on the boss screen about to fight the boss. I was like, wait, what happened? So it turns out in Dicey Dungeons, there is an exploit. I'm not sure if they noticed this or not, but when before you do a fight, it saves it, it saves your game. But it doesn't save your game after you die because it's a roguelike. And when you die, you have to start from the beginning. They don't save your game until after, you know, you hit the confirm button and end the fight. So if you're dying or about to die or whatever, and you just quit the game, kill the game, um, it'll save your bookmark from before the fight. Well, as soon as I notice this, Drew, I'm like, I'm back in, baby. (laughs) And I tell you, when you play the game and you spend 25, 30 minutes to get to the boss and then the boss kills you, it's super frustrating. So I took to using this exploit for the whole rest of the game. And for the most part, um, I was going to use it on the bosses because the levels were easier. But towards the end of the game, the levels were getting super hard. And so I would kill the game if I had, even if I was going to win the fight, but I lost too much health during it and then I'd restart it and restart the fight. And it leads me, leads me to think, you know, when you cheat in a game, what are legit cheats and what are the bad cheats? Um, so first question would you agree, Drew, that like if you're using like a thing like a Game Shark, you know, like one of those hardware um, devices that lets you cheat in a game, that that's cheating, right? That's totally cheating. You are uh, yeah, okay, changing yeah. the logic of the game to play. Okay, fine. But if the game has a bug and you use it to exploit the game, is that cheating? Or yes, is it John, not you you cheated. You cheated. You you took advantage of the game. 
you played the game how the game was not intended to be made or developed in that case for this yeah. situation. You yeah. cheated. You yeah. cheated. That's it. You cheated. Just so like you cheat on Nintendo, you cheated at Dicey Dungeons. Do you think that they will fix this exploit? No, no. Okay, I know. Because it's it's really up to the user. You know, it's mm. really, it's just a, you choose to or choose not to do it. I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody in it, I guess you could say, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, you guys that beat the game, you say you didn't cheat. I know you guys cheated. As soon as I, I said I you, cheated you once. Cheated. I cheated. There's once. no way, Drew, that you cheated John, one time. You just need to face the fact that I was better than you at Dicey Dungeons. I can't help that. <laughs> there's no there's no way because you could cheat and no one would know. So admit that you used it more I than once. I cheated time. once. I told you. That's all I needed to cheat. I had strategy in all of my runs that got me to where I needed to be with with the skill sets I needed. Now, I probably restarted more than you did. I'll say that. It sounds like I played a lot more runs, possibly. What do you mean? Like, if you if it was going bad, you restarted the run, like, earlier, or? No. No, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, we both put 45 hours in. So I had a couple of runs, especially that. But my point is, you probably if if you said you cheated a lot, I, I probably just kept playing those levels over and over again. I I had some runs where I just got through the whole thing, like I I can't remember what was I can't remember where I cheated the first time, but then the probably next the, two, the next two runs I did them back to back without cheating at all. So I didn't mm. cheat on every run. I but, but when I did the Witch Four run, which was so hard. Um, I cheated probably on the one run where I finally beat it probably like 20 times where I would do a fight, um, and I lost too much health. I would restart the fight or I would die. I would restart the fight. I even had to do the run three times because I got into situations where I had won a fight, but I was too weak to fight the next guy. And you, you know, my, it's only, I feel like that's strategy because there's times when I knew I wasn't leveling up. Where I wouldn't even kill the other guy. Instead, I would cont- I would do like two or three turns of healing. Yes. Right, and then and then I would end with half health rather than only like a quarter of health. But sometimes you can heal, but you'll lose more health. I mean, I was never able to heal depends. that much. It I depends. mean, maybe a three health, maybe a one yeah, health. There weren't many rest. six health. No. Or anything. Um, no, but sometimes if you duplicate or whatever, we only get to this. The, the, I, the, the low level details, but and, and I'm um, sure Hambone Johnny cheated like like hell. I mean, we we all know it. We all know it, Hambone. John, you just guys, because you, guys you cheated, don't blame other people on your assumption. <laughs> well, if you're listening, Dicey Dungeon people, don't fix it. Fix your game, but don't fix the exploit. Okay. <laughs> Number four. All right, John. Chris HL ninety four is back again. For another question, or this time, let's call it a dad's debate. Um, this is a dad's after dark coin counter coin, whatever the hell that means. I just have to. I don't know what that means. I, I, you <laughs> know, I, I don't. I I didn't want to admit that if maybe I was dumb of some sort, but I don't. I don't get that analogy. But we're gonna go with it. Coin counter coin. Um, here's the debate, John. What is the most attractive feature on a video game character? 
Simple. Tits or ass? Do you want to go first? Or you want me to explain my rationale? Um, at first, I just want to say Chris HL said he wants a sports segment. And then the next thing you know, he's like, tits or ass? Um, I want yeah, to hear I, your point of view, Drew. Here's my point of view. Um, tits and ass has a fine line of, you know, what you're in the mood for, you could say, in the real world. But when it comes to video games, here's the problem. An ass is very, I hate to say, straightforward because it comes in all shapes and sizes. But an ass is is an ass, right? I mean, if you think about it, what could you really do in a video game to make this any more attractive? But tits, John. <laughs> Titties, the world and imagination can run wild with the type of costumes that would never work in the real world, Right. Mm. Um, types of nipples that don't have to be that that would never work in the real world. The the size of them on these tiny skinny girls or animals or aliens or whatever it might be. And and again, I'm gonna go back to the costumes again because the clothes they wear are just unrealistic that makes these titties so much better. So I have to say, from a video game point of view, I feel like they can do so much more with the booby than they can with the bummy because. <laughs> It's just, it, it's that simple. Now, don't get me wrong. I would always pit, you know, go back to, like we said, for Phoenix. I went with the girl because if I'm running around in a third-person game, I want to be looking at an ass, a female ass. Right, right. But, um, again, an ass is an ass. You can put tight pants on them. You can put a little G-string popping out. But I can see that in the real world as well. Yeah. You know? What's your take? <laughs> well, if you're on the coin, Drew, I, too, am on the coin. Um, I agree with you. There's there's more personality in, you know, the the cleavage that a character will show. Mm. Um, I was thinking about this question and I had the same thing as you. Usually when you see a character, they're facing towards you. And so you just you're just you're not going to see their their butt in any way. Um, there certainly are examples. Um, we had this discussion in Dad's After Dark Show channel and uh, Twintel, I think, is the best example of like, wow, you know, especially because when you're playing arms and you're twin tail, you're looking at the butt the entire time. Um, but I, I wanted to go back to um, our second episode where we had our top switch hotties, which, Ooh. by the way, we need to do that topic again because there's been some new hotties. Um, Fair. And I and I remember that my number one hottie on switch is Camilla from Fire Emblem Warriors. Right. Yeah. And she's got massive tracks of land and i was like what were my others ever heard that before yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what were my others and i was like i mean i did they factor because i'll tell you right now in the real world i'm not one to be impressed by breast size like at all because john yeah. anybody any male is impressed with breast size Who well are you from, kidding? from the perspective of the person i'm with because um yeah like you can watch a movie and be like whoa look at her you know whatever but like true you know, if if, the, you know, if if your your significant other has like huge breasts, it means, you know, there's certain things they can't do, you know, so like um, but in video games, there is no back pain. There is no lack of uh, ability to run quickly. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it doesn't interfere with your ability to do things. You're you know, they just have huge boobs and that's it. So I went to go look at my list from that episode and I laughed out loud. This was right before the show because my list was Camilla, 
Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, mm-hmm. Jenna Anderson from Astral Chain, Bayonetta, and Maiko from Tokyo Mirage Sessions. And they all have massive breasts. <laughs> so so I didn't really have to think about it much past that um, mm. because in the end it was demonstrated to me. And, and since then, um, I feel like when you see a lot of cleavage on a character, it does have an impact when I played uh, Catherine, one of my worst games of the year. Mm. But the waitress in the game, Erica, she like the first time she introduces herself, she walks over the table and she's just leaning over talking to you, you know, and you're just like, ah, Mm. Um, it just has an impact on you. So, um, yeah, Yeah. I'm all. I mean, the the simple answer, Chris, is why not get a little bit of both worlds with, of (laughs) course, the hottest video game character of all time, the Wii Fit Trainer. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But she doesn't have a big rack, right? So I say she has solid size C cups, solid size C cups. I you know what? This when when once we got this question a couple days ago, I thought it was interesting because your list of girls aren't really big chested. I mean, you had Pyra, um, Mithra, yeah, yeah. Tris. Yeah, Tris a little Aria. bit, but like Paulina and We Fit Trainer, you know, it's not like it's not like a breast thing. Um, but definitely, definitely in your mid three. Who's this other girl? The uh, Widowmaker from Overwatch. Mm. So you can definitely see the impact there, but I don't know. We Fit Trainer, maybe in that picture, looks a little busty, but I don't really take her. See, We Fit Trainer has my ideal real world physique, right? In shape, yep. um, you know, boobs that don't look like out of proportion, out of proportion. Correct. Um, but like in a video game, yeah, it's more fun to see a Widowmaker. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a great topic. Number three. We got a question, Drew, from Antonio Catronio. Uh, he is a producer for the Dads After Dark. And here's his question. The one game I've seen that could get me to purchase a next-gen console is Season. Um, this is a PS5 console exclusive. What games or experiences pushed you to upgrade? Now, if we're talking about next-gen um i did get the series x um i went back and forth between the ps5 and series x but ultimately decided on the series x and um i can give some insight into that decision interestingly enough um the biggest reason for that decision is because of game pass um i didn't i don't want to invest a ton of money into games on a console other than my switch um so that was the real reason i went with the series x there were some games i was actually more excited for the launch games on a PS5. Uh, and then one day I said, well, you know what? If I buy Demon Souls and I buy Miles Morales, mm. that's $140 on just a couple games. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend that kind of money. Um, but on Series X, I got Game Pass. You pay 10 bucks a month. And I've been able to play a whole bunch of games. And mm-hmm. then the medium comes out on the 28th. And I get to play that for free because it comes out on Game Pass. Um, and really, the only game, uh, two games I bought were Phoenix Rising and um, and uh, Life is Strange. So, but which you would have bought Phoenix on Nintendo anyway. So it, no, it's understandable. Yeah, no, I actually wouldn't have bought it on the Switch. Um, yeah, no, I that was like a game that I was like very excited to buy on the Series X, um, but I wouldn't have played it on the Switch. I just I just didn't like the look of it. Mm-hmm. But 
in terms of like a game that brought me over, it's funny because when I bought the Series X, it showed up in the mail. I set it up and promptly I played Tetris Connected for like three minutes because it was on Game Pass and I, I had played it on my Xbox One. And then I just turned the console off and I didn't touch it for the rest of the day. And I was telling my friends, I was like, that is the most unexciting console launch. Literally, I just got a, a faster, more sleek looking, better performance Xbox One. Um, that's what a Series X was to me. Uh, there was mm-hmm. no games that that really got me. However, on the 28th, the medium, that was one game I was very excited about. Um, and that is like really the first next gen game that's going to be on Series X. The other stuff is just Series X enhanced stuff that you can play elsewhere. Um, so the medium has me excited. Um, I also got it for uh, Senua's Saga. Um, that's the Hellblade 2 sequel to the first game. I'm very excited about that. I loved Hellblade, and I played that one on the Switch. Um, I really would like to play that on Xbox. That's on Game Pass as well, so you can play it for free. It looks a lot better, um, uh, but I really enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. And then Scarlet Nexus. Um, I don't know how much I will love that game, but that's been in a lot of the trailers for the new Xbox, and I just love the art style on it. It just looks really good. It kind of has an astral chain appearance to it, um, I'll find out more before that game comes, but yeah. And I don't even think that's an exclusive necessarily. Um, but yeah, the medium and Senua's saga are so yeah, to like to answer that question just for myself. Um, it wasn't so much the games. If, if PS five had game pass and demon souls was on game pass, I, I might've just gone in that direction too. Um, but it was more about the cost and how all of these, exclusive games whereas i'm not sure they're going to be better um will be free but again i'm really excited for hellblade 2 i'm really excited for medium there's a lot there so mm-hmm. um that's what it was for me now drew you you're like a nintendo guy mm. um but like hypothetically is there anything that could happen that would make you want to get a second console and what would that be you know that's hard to say and and i don't think there's much because you know the way i look at it is is i'm not i like you said i i just can't see a scenario where i drop 500 dollars. you know 400 dollars for a system plus like a 60 70 game you know controllers all that i i just can't see myself dropping 500 dollars to mm. play like a game but there, there's no one game i think that could ever come out I'm trying to like think about things that I love, right? I I love really only a few things, right? And, you know, one of them, the, one of the biggest things is really Nintendo. Um, so obviously that's not happening. I'm even thinking of like other things that I love, like like a Game of Thrones. Like, what if like a Game of Thrones game came out similar to The Witcher? Would that mm. be something that would? And and again, is that worth like five hundred dollars for me to go play? Probably not. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure once I spend that money, then it's like, oh, well, I can get that game. And oh, I tried to play Phoenix Rising on that. But no, the problem with me, John, is, is, as you know, you know, I I just don't have the time. A lot of my games I play are on the Switch handheld. I don't have a lot of TV time with two young kids. It's just I don't know when I would ever play it. So maybe later in life, you know, but right now, no, I don't think there's any game that you could tell me is coming out for one of those two systems. And I'd say, I'm in. I, I, I think so. Yeah. And I and I always felt like with you, um, 
you would be you would pair well with the Xbox because, like you said, you're yeah, paying five hundred dollars, um, and you can buy an Xbox Series S for three hundred dollars, so you don't even need the, yeah. the top end one. But the thing about it is, a lot of the games you like they come out on Game Pass and they're free. So even though you're spending that three hundred dollars mm-hmm. and you're paying that ten bucks a month, um, which doesn't end up being that much a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But there's games that you would be able to play and you basically wouldn't have to buy them. Right. So you just finish playing like moving out. Yep. So I don't know how much you spend for moving out. Twenty dollars or you got it on sale. Put it on Um, sale. I don't think it was that much. I don't remember. So you can play that for free on Game Pass. Right. Um, So there's just games like that. Celeste is on Game Pass. There's so there if you do it right and you do Game Pass, you have the opportunity to then save that money through the year, through the next couple of years. There's a Disneyland game on Game Pass. There's Oh, there is, right, yeah. Maybe you wanted to play a Doom game or you want to play Dragon Quest. That was a game you've played in the past. That's, yeah, I, been, I, that's now free on Game I think I would Pass. definitely find a way to play those. But again, I'd be nervous with starting any game over 10 hours just because of, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of TV time. And yeah. it mits that in with Nintendo. It's like when mm-hmm. I do have TV time, I usually play like I, I prefer to play Phoenix on the TV if I can. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that's it's that's just, that's a really hard situation for me right now with with my lifestyle. But yeah, and and very interesting though that that uh, Antonio chose Season as his game for PS5 as well. We we took a yeah. look at it before the we show. Did. Um, very pretty looking. I'm not sure um what all the game is, but really love that art style. It, it looks like it's a PS5 console exclusive, so mm. I won't be playing it. But um, a pretty cool game to choose. I think that is um. Very cool. In the past, uh, Demon Souls was the reason I bought a PS3. Um, so that's why I think the PS5 at playing the remake had a certain vibe um, to try to play that one. But uh, I'm just going to yeah. have to let that one go. Um, but yeah, very cool. Good question. Number two. Happy one year anniversary to Dad's After Dark show. Yay. What a roller coaster it's been. I mean, John and I have gotten to know and love each other and all this fun stuff for the last um, really, I don't know, John, how long? Maybe three, three plus years we've kind of known yeah, each we, other. We connected on um, when you were running those contests. That's right. Um, the, I don't think they had a name or anything, but you were running these monthly contests. No, weren't they weekly? Yeah, they might have been weekly. Weekly tournaments, um, I think they were called. And I think it was just like Switch Online games at the time. And I remember I've always been someone that likes to start, you know, the Facebook groups. I had I have I've created a few Facebook groups. I'm the one that likes to do the little contests or whatever. And I thought it was so cool. It's like, look, somebody else wants to do this. They're just doing this because they enjoy seeing people have fun. And I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think I, I chatted with you and we had some ideas about other things we can do. I was helping you out a little bit. And um, and then that's when we combined sort of on Mayhem. So, uh, yeah, we've been. Yep. We've been partners for a long time before we did this show. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, like you said, about a year ago, right around Christmas time, we started talking. We started figuring this out. We, you know, we talked to uh, the Nintendo dads quite a bit about kind of, and you know, it's funny. I don't really know. Do you remember how or why we took over the After Dark name? Uh, so Justin approached us about because we were doing the mayhem and he approached us and i'm not sure why maybe because they were thinking about expanding their show content and said hey are you guys interested in doing like a little show for us or oh, whatever that's and then right and then he basically said just you know come up with an idea or something so we talked about it 
And I believe I was the one that said, what if we did like we had we had several ideas. I wish I could remember what they all were. I know me too. Um, But I said we could do like dads after dark where, you know, it's not kid friendly because when you when you listen to the Nintendo dads, they always make a point of saying that they're kid friendly, kid friendly. And there's just some topics they can't cover because of it. And if we're going to do another show, hey, what can we do that's different? And I'm not even a guy. I don't really curse a lot. I tell my kids, like, I don't want to hear yeah. cursing, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but there's just certain topics we want to talk about. And one of the first things that came to mind was, you know, who are the best Switch hotties? Because we said the Nintendo dads can't do this topic. Um, it turns out that they had an After Dark show. Um, and if you go on YouTube and look for it, it is an old show, right? Oh, yeah. It is before they had good equipment. Um, I didn't even know about it, so I didn't come up with that idea based on that at all. Yeah, no, and absolutely, and it, like you said, it's funny how it it quickly merged into that, and 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 the conversation. And it, it, the funny part is too, how long did we actually last on the Nintendo Dad's feed? I think one, maybe two episodes, and <laughs> like then two. they were like. Uh, you know what, guys? You guys are doing a great job, but we can't have you anymore. So we got kicked think... off of our own show within two weeks. <laughs> somebody somebody complained because I guess their kid was listening to the feed and then our show came on. Um, and then I said, oh, it's probably Drew. He was probably saying something. Well, uh, I think yeah. I think um, well, we definitely wanted to do something different, right? We, yeah. we didn't want to just be another Nintendo podcast. There's plenty of those out there. We wanted to mm-hmm. kind of put that spin on it where it's we're all most of us are guys right and and we all play video games and we 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 look at video games and we look at these females and other things and there's not really anybody out there that talks about these things right Right. so we're like hell there's no rules there's no limit there's no barrier let's just do this because we know everyone else out there is thinking it if me and you are thinking it everyone's thinking it Mm -hmm. um and then it just merges into this um we don't do that as much anymore but we still do it a lot uh, and I think that's the point is we, we see questions from listeners that they would never ask another podcast. Oh, my God. Our listeners ask the most rancid questions sometimes week to week that we have to answer. So if we're thinking about it, they're thinking about it times 100. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so what yeah. a journey it's, it's, it's really been. Uh, you know, you look back at all the episodes we, we've done with some amazing names, like the 8-Bit Booty. And uh, remember the whole episode of Retro Sets Life where I broke down how retro video gaming is very similar to the male sets life. Um, what a fascinating concept. I mean, the shit that we came up with was just it was it's just fun. You know, I don't even look at this as a podcast or anything. This is just, you know, me and a buddy coming on Sunday nights and just chatting. It's it's great, you know? My memory of the retro sex life episode is that not everyone's aware of this. I didn't know what you were doing with that. You, you had, had no some idea. story and I was just listening to it like everybody else and being like, oh my God, like <laughs> what is going on? Um that was that was definitely a good one. Um, I really like the, the five top five switch hotties. Cause again, that's a topic yeah. that you can't talk about. And we had a lot of fun with our top five. I mean, we just, we just had a blast. And like I said, I want to do it again. Uh, maybe we do one every year. Top five of the year. Um, huh. maybe, yeah. Like, you know, verbosa from, you know, anyway, um, 
No, we've had a lot of good trainer will always be there. Let's be honest. Some of my favorite stuff has really been the show stuff because I haven't done a podcast. I guested on, I think, like five different podcasts over the years. Yeah. Um, But I never did my own. And what I found interesting is week to week how we how we get together and we sort of do a postmortem each time. And like, how can we fine tune? You know, we've we've hit episodes that are over two hours and we're like, we have to cut this down. And every week we kind of change it. We did the. Um, the format to the top 10 was based on a little conversation we had one day um, that you had heard something from another show that had little short bites. And I was like, that would be great because we were for months just very laboriously having to pick topics that we knew we had to talk about for 20 to 30 minutes. And when we started the show, we were going to do like two topics. And then we got down to one topic. And, you know, it's nice that we can there's not this pressure of saying, Hey, I want to talk about this dicey dungeon exploit. And it's like, well, we can't spend 20 minutes on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives us the ability to talk about a lot more. Um, I I absolutely love this format. It's just amazing. You found Sadie, which was awesome, but this format is just absolutely perfect. It it just changes stuff up so much. And um, I hope everyone else loves it because it's, it, it, it really, just flows well you know like you said it, it adds all these topics that we would never be able to actually do earlier so yeah definitely um, talking about dink that thing so um yeah we should do uh we should do a few more years of this yeah absolutely and number one 2021 predictions look the nintendo dads they do this every year i think it's i think it's among people's favorite episodes every year where the dads get together they make some predictions um we all know how it works um think we need to talk about their prediction show justin has won three years Mm -hmm. in a row and i think jesse is on to him i think justin is winning because he's giving these easy peasy predictions Mm. and they're on to him i heard it from marty from tim from jesse they're on to him so we're going to do something similar Um, we're going to give our predictions we decided to just limit it to five we don't need to go through a million of them. Yeah, And we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, when we give a prediction, let's say Drew gives me a prediction, I'm going to score it. And it's going to be basically like beginner level, medium level, hard level. And what that means is the end of the year when we go through our predictions, um, if he nails a hard level prediction, I'm going to give him three points. But if he if he nails a beginning level prediction, right? Nintendo is going to make games in 2021. Well, shit, uh, you know, cross that one off. Nintendo, Nintendo will not change their logo. He's going <laughs> to get one point. That should be so the challenge point. here is you want to try to get your predictions correct. But on the same end, you want to try to make your predictions a little more aggressive so you can score more points. Hmm. Um, so we're going to score each other's predictions. At the end of the year, we're going to see how we all did. So uh, let's start with you, Drew. We'll do a little snake format here. I like that. Let's um, do that. Why so, don't you give me uh, so your first prediction? My first prediction of 2021. Nintendo will release not one, but two sports games. And when mm-hmm. I say sport, and I'm going to go on the limb, and I'm going to tell you one of them. And I'm uh, one of game of these is going to be a new punch out. Wow. 
Yep. You didn't see a new punch out. And I'm hoping Love this that. punch out is going to be very different the way we, from what we know today. Um, there was an old game called Rocky. I think it was called Rocky Balboa. Maybe on like PlayStation 2 where you did training in between fights. And I, that's where I'm seeing this game go. You do go, um, you go do mini games to help build your character and then you go do your actual fights. So I think this is going to be more of a story mode with not just fighting, but mini games involved to level up your character into more of a, you know, still tree of something that you want to focus on. So punch out will be one of the two. And then I think the second one is going to be up in the air, but I could, you know, the obvious would be, you know, Mario golf strikers, um, obviously not tennis, but something, okay. something along those lines. I love, I love this prediction. Um, I would love to see a punch out on the Wii is, is one of my favorite games. Mm. So good. I really, I, even if they just ported punch out, I would be pretty happy. The punch um, on the Wii is fabulous. I it's agree. So good. It's and really... you know, you got the joy cons, you still have the motion control and, and those kind of games I love to play with motion controls. So when you uh, get to the end, spoiler alert for a 10 year old game and mm. you get to fight Donkey Kong, I mm-hmm. mean, how cool is that? I'm not sure I ever did. I found out about that later. Oh, um, if it wasn't a Wii game, I would go back and play it, but I don't yeah. feel like setting up my Wii. <laughs> I agree. I am going to score that one a medium level. All right. um, I think that's, yeah. All right. I, like I that. think I think if you said there was going to be a sports game, that would be a beginner level. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make it a two pointer because um, we know there's going to be at least one. Um, yeah. I, I prefer strikers. Um, but if we get both. Oh, boy. That would be. Oh, a good one. yeah. All right. So two points for you if you get this right. All right. My first prediction is going to come up pretty quickly. Um, we have heard rumors about Animal Crossing have paid DLC. I think they are going to announce this for the one year anniversary of the game. So I think they are going to announce paid DLC right or around March 20th to celebrate the one year anniversary. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what's going to be in it. I think it's a pretty aggressive prediction. Um, I think it might have some quality of life. These things become you got to be careful with these things. You don't want to offer stuff in a paid version that people have complained about because then they feel like I have to pay 10 bucks so I can carry more items or something like that. Um, But there's going to be free DLC. I think it'll continue for that first year, but I think there's going to be a paid DLC, which is going to offer just a little bit more. Um, And I think that will be for the one year anniversary. That's a tough one to judge. I want to almost say like a one and a half because I feel like DLC is going to be a thing. The paid thing is what's really pushing that. I mean, and the timeline. Don't forget, this is the one. Oh, you're year. saying okay. If it I'll, comes in the if it comes in the fall, uh, this is not a correct prediction. I'll give you two points there. I guess. Okay. okay. All right. My number two one is I'm going to go away from the Switch video gaming for a second, but stay with Nintendo. Nintendo stock is currently around $78. In 2021, Nintendo stock will hit $100 per share. Woo! Wow. Based yeah. on what? Uh, I think that's based on amusement park revenue. I think that's about upcoming um, films. I think that's. I think there's a lot of stuff happening here where there's potential for growth. Hmm. And what's the stock price right now? Around seventy-eight dollars. 
$78. So it used to jump like, yeah, what's that? Almost 30%. 25, 25, 30%. It's a mm. lot. I mean, it has all year, all of 2021. By the end of 2021, it would have hit 100 at some point. All right. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that a two. That's fair. That's that's you are going on a limb. That's a big jump. That uh, is a huge jump. That's a big jump. And that, that's a jump that something has to happen. If it just yeah. continues releasing games and stuff, it will not ever hit that. But something big has to something happen has for to the happen. company. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. My second prediction. Um, this is a prediction we've heard before. Um, but my prediction is this is the year we're going to see Metroid Prime Trilogy. Um, I think it's going to happen. It's going to be a summer game for Nintendo. Okay. And it's going to be coming with a themed new Switch skew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, I'm sure Tim wants to see this happen. Uh, probably, I'm not going to make this part of the prediction, but it's probably going to be like that red and kind of orangish color Joy-Cons. Um, and possibly a colored switch now that we're seeing that with the red and blue. We didn't really talk about that, but yeah. the red-blue switch, we're finally seeing a a, a, a non-black switch. Um, so I think that's going to be the summer game. And the reason why I think that's coming is because I think Metroid Prime 4, we might see holiday of 2022. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo's going to want to prime the pump here, right? They They want people to get into the trilogy. There's three games. Um, they want people to really get into it and really kind of ramp up the excitement in the lead up to Metroid Prime 4. But you don't want to release this too late. You don't want to release this, you know, six months before Metroid Prime 4. So you yep. need to get this out early, get it on the shelves, let people play it. The more people that buy this game, the more people that will buy, that'll play Metroid Prime 4. If you put out Metroid Prime 4 today, the sales wouldn't be as high. You need to give people a chance. Um, yep. So I think around summertime, maybe in the fall... Um, we're going to see the trilogy sold separately. There's going to be a themed version. We'll get like one of those $400 bundles with a case. Um, and that's it. It's going to be the lead up to what I think is going to be Metroid Prime 4 holiday 2022. So I will give you two points for that. Um, and I think that's strictly due to the themed switch parlayed with the summer fall release. I mean, yep. Metroid Prime trilogy, would, I think alone would have been like a one pointer because I think so that's kind of. Um, but with the other stuff in there, very specifics, I'll, I'll bump that up to a two. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think how I want to word this next one, but I think I'm just going to go simple. Maybe be one pointer, but it's okay. Um, th- we will see no Switch Pro in quotation points there in 2021. Mm. Okay. I, I really don't like the no predictions but this is a really important one because a lot of people think it's coming Ah, i really want a switch pro so badly and it does pain me to say that it's probably more likely um that we won't get it this year um just because sales are just so good and there's no reason to do it exactly i feel like i really hope that you know i really hope that somebody's pushing to like do it do it before you really need it, because I'm telling you, as soon as switch sales start to dip, they're going to dip hard and fast. Now, so I do ready. think we may see a Zelda um, switch edition. I, I, yeah. I'm torn on this one because um, 
it's funny how Mario just released one, right? Which yeah. is really weird. Like this must have been delayed from the the Mario celebration, right? Mario thirty five. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like a green and yellow switch for Zelda, mm. but at the same time, I'm torn on that one. So I don't want to say it because will they have one for Breath of the Wild too? And I don't know if that's coming out this year. So do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, would they would they waste the the stew of just a green and yellow Zelda Switch, generic Zelda Switch, mm. or would they save it for Breath of the Wild two bundle? Mm. That that that's a that's yeah. a tough one. But um, I do think we see a Zelda Switch this year. I just don't know what it would be for. But I'll just say simple, no Switch Pro or anything like that this year. All right, I'll give that a point. Yeah, that's a that's a wonder. I'm not. And Gwen to qualify it, you're saying an improved, a significantly improved hardware. Correct. Um, New addition. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I hope it doesn't come to pass, but I have a feeling that it will. Um, my number three, I'm going to swing for the fences on. Uh, every September since what 2019 or so. Mm-hmm. Um. We got we got Nintendo Switch online. I think in twenty. Wait, when was it? It was twenty nineteen. Yes. No. I yeah. can't remember. It and then and then at the one year mark, we got um, the Super Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, we got Super Mario. Oh my god! I'm like totally spacing on this. Mario thirty five this year. Yeah. Yeah. Every year September. You know, Nintendo has to do a little something to keep people to make people renew their one year yep. for Switch Online. And in 2021, they will roll out their official Nintendo Cloud system. Now, I say this is really counterpoint to your Switch Pro. And the reason being is that they didn't, they haven't released a Switch Pro but they do need to address the fact that some of these third-party games, which Switch players are getting accustomed to getting, um, won't be accessible on the platform. So they can either upgrade the hardware, which you know some subset of people would do, or mm-hmm. just make the cloud a little more mainstream. So far, we've seen it with um, Control. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with, I guess, Hitman 3 is coming. Um, and then we saw some Japanese releases as well um, that didn't make their way here. I feel like we're starting to do it, and I think Nintendo is going to make it a formal part of their cloud of their Switch Online that you will now need Switch Online to be able to use it, and the games will be available at a cheaper price or however they want to do it. I don't know if they want to make some of these games free as part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Probably not the newer releases, um, but you might see a reduced price on it. Um, but it's going to require having Switch Online. It's going to be un- one of the perks. Um, and I, so I think that's going to roll out in September along with some big title, whether it be a cyberpunk wow. or something like that. But it's going to roll out um, right with that. I mean, that's pretty big. I'll, I'll give you those. That's a three-pointer um, with the potential of, 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 you know, half point or whatnot. But Three-point um, line. Three-pointer. All right, my next one number four here is I'm also going big, um, another three-pointer. And I don't have the specific details, but what I'm predicting is Nintendo is going to... Well, I don't want to say necessarily Nintendo. Let's rephrase this. Disney is going to come out 
with some major announcement regarding a game studio. It might not be Nintendo-specific, but it will be on the Nintendo platform. Um, and what I mean by this is it might be a partnership with like, a big company that, that or it could be Nintendo, big, big, uh, you know, it could be Nintendo specifically. It could do something with the reboot of classic games, kind of like they did with the one game of the Lion King and Aladdin. Um, but I think it needs to be bigger than just one game. But Disney in the video game and world will make some type of announcement this year. Does does that make sense? I don't want to say, mm-hmm. I know that's kind of broad, but it could be this Pretty new, broad. remember when Epic Mickey came out and it was this huge deal? It was, yeah. it was this, it was going to be this big, like something like that. Like there's going to be some new Nets big thing, whether it's, it's that it's, it's something they're going to do with either, you know, kind of like, uh, you could, you could play, a the retro games on their cloud-based server. It's going to be something along that line, mm-hmm. but it's going to be Disney related games and like, uh, video game and studio of some sort. Okay. So I don't, I don't know how to word that. I'm just going to say Disney video game and big announcement. I would love to see some of the Genesis games come as part of it. Um, I don't know if that's possible or what they can do, but th- those Genesis games were really, you know, Castle of Illusion and all that. And yeah. I'd love to see those kind of make their way to Switch. I have a feeling mm-hmm. it could be something similar to like one game, like a big Epic Mickey type game of some sort, but something mm-hmm. new. Okay. So. I like it. I like it. I'd like to see it. It's How many kind of like... uh, points do you think that's worth? I will say. It's going to be at least a two. Okay. I'm going to put it at a two. That's it's fair. almost close to a three because it's a, it's a, you know, there's no rumor or, yeah, this, you know, anything with it. Um, this, I got nothing. This is just me. So speculation. Disney is, 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 as I, as you guys know, I'm a big Disney insider. Disney is looking for new avenues to make money. They did the Disney plus and I think they're on their next journey and they know what the pandemic video games, Disney's smart. They know that video games is a big market right now, and mm-hmm. they've dabbled in it in the past. And I think um, their their current CEO, JPEG, is a guy that knows business, and this is where he's going to be moving. He's going to look to capitalize on some of that gain. Okay. So that's why I think there's going to be something that happens in this year. And the only reason I'm not going to give it a three is just because it's a little broad. So it is broad. You, you got some wiggle room, so um, it's almost like a two and a half, though. So I'll give it a two. Okay, that's All fair. Right. I agree. Um, my next one is plain and simple. I've been saying it since last year. Um, 2021 is the year. Breath of the Wild 2. Holiday 2021. Here's why. Um, I think there were some possibilities for Breath of the Wild 2 to come out in 2020. Uh, obviously, COVID really hindered them. And I think it was easy for them to decide i think age of calamity um may have gotten rushed um there was a lot of a lot of parts of the game that really needed polish in age of calamity mm-hmm. and i think breath of the wild 2 was supposed to be the holiday game but they realized this is it's not going to make it so they put out age of calamity um a little little sooner than they probably would have liked to um it's giving them extra time and i think they want breath of the wild 2 to be a holiday release um, I think it would be a huge holiday release. And so I think they're just pushing it a year and it's just going to be their big polished game. Maybe they'll add some some more stuff in it. And I think it'll be a better release um, coming out. So without a doubt. Dude, I want one point for this. This is That's without all, I, a doubt. Yeah. 
There I, is I no agree. risk I, to it at all. I, I, I strongly feel the same. There's no way they want to bridge the gap of Age of Calamity with Breath of the Wild 2. They're meant to be in conjunction with each other. I'm sure the story's going to tie in. There's no way they want more than a year. Like you said, I don't think they ever even wanted a year, but they have yeah. to bridge that gap. I, I, yeah. I actually agree with you on this one. There were times when I actually thought they would release it on an anniversary, maybe do a March 3rd. But I, I yep. think in the end, that's not really important for them to do. Yep. Um, but I do think they need to put space between Age of Calamity because there's going to be some DLC for Age of Calamity. Um, we're going to see some extra yeah. content at Age of Calamity. And they that. don't want that too close to Breath of the Wild 2, especially because the storylines diverge. Yep. Um, it's going to be a little bit weird. I'm really curious to see what they do um, in 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 hindsight with, with Age of Calamity. But um, no doubter. Breath of the Wild 2, holiday 2021. All right, here's my last one here. Um, as we know, uh, Nintendo is working with um, the film company Illuminations on a new <laughs> Super Mario movie. I am predicting it here, folks. In 2021, we will get an official name for the movie and a trailer. Um, whether it's a teaser trailer introducing the name of some sort, the film is originally not supposed to come out till 2022. That's the only thing we really know. My prediction is we get the name and a trailer, whether it's a 30-second teaser or a full two-minute trailer. We will see something about the film this year. That is one of my predictions. I had eight of them, and one of them was a summer trailer. Um, yeah, we're going to see something this year, I think. That's a good one. Yep. Oh, boy. You know what? Uh one we think between one and two God. i'm gonna give you a two okay i don't think it's deserving of a two but i don't think it's deserving of a one so i'm gonna i'm gonna up you on this because i i think i i probably rounded down in another so i'm gonna round this one up for you okay um because there's a you know with covid and everything and the fact that people aren't in theaters they might decide they don't want to showcase this one too early um, they mm. want to wait for people to like see this in a theater, so it's possible you might not even see it. But um, I'm really hoping. Yeah, I think we're due. Alrighty, 2021. Let's see it. Yep. I can't wait to see his voice. <laughs> oh, do you think it's going to be Charles Martinet, or do you think they're going to go in a different direction? I don't know. We might not see his voice in the trailer too. That that's the other mm. thing. Yeah, it could be one of those teasers where you like you yeah. see the world and you don't know what it is and then like three quarters of the way through there's a little like a coin sound and you're like no yep. way yep um, or they ended at the very end of the tra the teaser trailer it's like mario like here we go like, yeah, <laughs> like that's like that i mean that's how i would do it but <laughs> yes oh all man. right what did you have for number five all right um i had a couple really tough choices here um but uh, let's make it a little more interesting this is what we're going to see in 2021. They have been quiet about this since 2017, since literally like March 4th, Joy-Con drift. They've gone through the lawsuits. They've gone through the fixes. Nintendo has largely ignored it. In 2021, we will see the first new iteration of the Joy-Con, and we're going to see a pair that includes a D-pad. Um we have only seen, um, I think there are officials, an official Joy-Con from, I think, Hari? Hori? Um, that has a D-pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, like, it's kind of a weird Joy-Con because it doesn't really charge. 
Um, it's more of like it just attaches to the system, but it doesn't charge off the system. Um, we are going to see an official Nintendo Joy-Con first party that includes a D-pad, and it's going to fix the controller. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you two points because that's not happening. <laughs> it's one of those no things chance. where it should have happened. Like, this should have happened. They're never making a D-pad. They're never making a D-pad. That's where you're going to lose that but, battle. So here's the reason why I'm going with the D-pad, because I'm, I'm combining these two. Um, obviously, they should have given us a new uh, controller. They should have done it, um, if they just haven't. Um, and I think part of it is they didn't want to admit to it um, for for law, you know, lawsuit reasons. Mm-hmm. But they've gone through it now, and I think we're going to see that new Joy-Con. I don't think we've seen it yet, but the reason why we're going to see that D-pad is because it's on a Switch Lite, and if they can put it on a Switch Lite, they can put it on a Joy-Con. And I think I was trying to collect all the colors of the Joy-Cons, and mm-hmm. um, I think I technically still do, but. Um, the one thing that's really hit that is it's the same Joy-Con. Um, but man, I would love to buy some like Zelda set or Metroid set or something that has a D-pad. I don't know if the game itself specifically will need it. I think a great set would be a Tetris 99 set, uh, like a Tetris theme. Cause the D-pad, like when I play Tetris 99, I play on my switch Lite. Yeah. Um, the D-pad is so much more comfortable to play with than the buttons. You can play for a longer time. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll see them both. Um, once the new controller comes out that doesn't have the drift, then we'll be we'll, all of them will be like that. But I think you're going to see the D-pad one, too. Absolutely. Uh, great. Great predictions. That was fun doing those. And um, I'm excited. I guess we'll have to wait a whole year, John. Um, maybe maybe we can make a note um, if one of the predictions ever comes true. We can kind yeah. of bring it up throughout the throughout the year. But um and it looks like you have a, a, a ceiling of nine points, mm-hmm. and I have a ceiling of uh, ten points. Mm. So pretty similar here. So it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, we just get like one or two right. That would be fine. That would be yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> but uh, John, before we have City wrap us up, what do we have going on in the next few weeks? Um, not too much in terms of releases. I did miss Scott Pilgrim versus the World last time, and I wanted to get that in here. I had it written down, and I just missed it. Um, they actually just did a limited run, just just put out physical versions of it. And that game came out on January 14th. You can get a physical version on limited run as well. They have a whole, I don't know if you saw it, a whole bunch of different sets of varying prices mm-hmm. and tons of accessories and pins and keychains. They are all in on Scott Pilgrim stuff. Um, so give them a look. And since limited run now does those 30 day windows, um, you haven't missed anything. You can order the special edition. You can order regular, whatever. So give mm-hmm. them a look. Uh, January 26th, I think, is the first exciting new Switch release of the year, Cyber Shadow. Um, this is the Ninja Gaiden-looking game um, that's being published by Yacht Club Games, uh, the mm-hmm. makers of Shovel Knight. Um, they didn't develop this, but it looks amazing. I am hoping it is super good. Um, Panzer Paladin also looked amazing, and I was super disappointed by it. Um, hopefully Cyber Shadow does not. And then what else do we have, Drew? Of course, we have Monthly Mayhem, folks, going on. Donkey Kong, get your Kong on. If that made sense. Uh, and again, make sure you get that all in by January 31st. This is a shortened version of the Mayhem. You're not going to have a chance for us to remind you again, unless you're on Discord. Uh, but that's it. 
John, um, that's all I have for tonight. This was a good show. It was a fun show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Good night, Dads. The Dads After Dark show is a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in the Dads After Dark show channel for some naughty After Dark talk. Follow us on Twitter at NDadsAfterDark. Ask us a question and we may answer it on the show. That's all for tonight. Good night, Dads. Sweet dreams.